I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Cajun Bowl prep continues. Cajun golf coach E.L. Sliman drops by, but first tonight, let's talk hoops. Cajun women's hoops. After a break, Louisiana traveled to Baton Rouge to face the defending champion, 7th-ranked LSU. First points of the game went to Brandy Williams, the pull-up and pop. 6-2 Louisiana in the first quarter. Williams, another deep two. Cajuns up by six. Then, second quarter, LSU up a penny. Tamara Johnson goes to the rack. It was 28-28 at half. Same score in the third quarter. Lene Wheaton able to pull up, make a move, and connect. Cajuns would hang for a bit. However, the Tigers would pull away. Flanche Johnson delivering the block. This goes back the other way. Angel Reese would get the finish. LSU wins 83-53. Men's college basketball. The men's team headed to Ruston Saturday to take on Louisiana Tech. And the Cajuns started quick as well. Joe Charles to the rack. He gets fouled. Then tied at nine. Kobe Julian open for three. Then Bulldogs up 48-35 second half. Julian another triple. Tech by 10. Themis Folks dials long distance and connects here. Then Cajuns down 10 again. Julian goes to the cup. He had a team high 26. Louisiana Tech will go on to win 72-67. College football for the sixth consecutive time. The Cajuns will play in a postseason bowl game. We all know it's the New Orleans Bowl, but what is impressive about this is how the Cajuns battle to become bowl eligible. And the matchup marks UL's seventh trip to New Orleans for the postseason contest since 2011. It's the 13th bowl game, and the Cajuns have an official record of 7-3. Head coach Michael Desermo. I think it's, there's some familiarity there. You know, our kids are always excited about it, especially we have a lot of guys from the state of New Orleans and, and I'm from the state of Louisiana and the New Orleans area in particular. Um, but our footprint is pretty close to that. So that allows their families to travel and be a part of it. Um, you know, but it's going to be a whole new experience for most of them. You know, there's a handful of guys that played significantly um, in that New Orleans Bowl against Marshall in 22. Uh, but most of them didn't, you know, so it's uh, it'll be it'll be a unique experience for them. Coach. Sad news this week, longtime radio broadcaster and former voice of the Cajuns, Don Allen, passed away Wednesday night in Houston. Allen was the lead announcer for the Cajuns NCAA basketball appearances in 1982, 83, 1992-94, and 2000. A celebration of life will be held in Lafayette some point after the Christmas holidays. Allen is survived by his sons Chris and Sean, daughter Shannon, and his grandchildren. Don Allen, 76 years old. Cajun Nation returns after this. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back. We're going to add some first and ten with your Cajun Nation. Five local area football teams played for state championships this week in the Superdome. St. Thomas Moore faced Lafayette Christian for the Division II select title. Juwan Johnson had three rushing touchdowns for the Knights. Then in the fourth quarter, it was tied at 21. Cougar quarterback Sam Altman would plunge in for a go-ahead touchdown. Hutch Swilly would add 
one of his own late to help STM win its second consecutive title and complete its perfect season. 35-21, your final. Well, we all knew what we could do. It's just we had to go prove it to everybody. And I think the, the doubt of everybody from the outside was a little bit extra fuel. And that motivated us all through the offseason. Great um, time of my life these um, last four years. I learned a lot. Um, and I just... I fought a lot with my guys. Um, I'm just sad we, we didn't um, finish it off how we supposed to finish it off. Hoppaloosas beat Cecilia 26-13 in the Division II non-select title game. Diesel Solori scored a pair of touchdowns, one on the air, one on the ground for the Bulldogs. Hoppaloosas quarterback Zacchaeus Malvo, the most outstanding player, had a couple of touchdowns of his own and a two-point conversion play. I'm uh, proud, of, proud of the way the guys have uh, continued to build and they've, you know, they've taken what the people, the, the guys that have come before them have kind of laid a foundation. These guys have helped build and raise a standard. Working and time away from our families, they keep time away from their families. Uh, for us to, to get to the first round or the second round and get knocked out, that, that just don't, that's not the expectation. The expectation is to get to the dome, man. I mean, we want to win championships over here, every, you know, and, and that's what we're putting in these kids, not only being champions on the field, but being champions off the field in life. The Acadiana High Reckon Rams came up short against Catholic Baton Rouge in the Select Division I State Championship 55-31. Eight-seeded Acadiana racked up 419 yards on the ground in defeat. Here's the team after the game. I'm proud of this group. You know, uh, our senior group, I, you know, I think we have about 20 guys. Uh, and I'm proud of this group because last year I felt like we, uh, we didn't finish the year the way we're supposed to. Um, first time in, in the last few years. And uh, I thought this group did a really good job. Us juniors and next year we have to take the lead and bring us back over here. So we have to work extra hard in the summer and offseason and during the season next year as well. Happy to do it with my brothers. I know we didn't get the win today, but we played our heart out. Now, last week we heard from USA Boxing's Brian Taylor about the Olympic trials and national championships that were in the Superdome. The event wrapped up Saturday with nine championship fights. Newsend Sports' Dawson D'Amico was there when all the action took place. He also tells us of a local boxer competing for a national championship as well. Nine boxing national champions were just crowned here at the United States Olympic team trials with the opportunity to represent their country in the 2024 Olympics still up for grabs. The top boxers in the country battled in a week-long tournament style to achieve the goal of becoming a national champion. Genobi Batiste of Karen Crow was crowned a national champion for the fourth time in his young career on Friday as aspirations to go pro get closer. Our gone pro at the age of 17, 18. Saturday's championship fights started at 12 o'clock in the 125 elite male division with wildcard Jordan Fuentes of Fresno, California coming out on top over Isaias Navarro. Fuentes' motivation to come out as champion stretch outside of the ring. I want to thank them, uh, I want to thank God, and I want to thank my parents because without them, I wouldn't be here. And uh, I want to say rest in peace to my sister. She kept me pushing through the tournament part two. The second fight was the 132-pound elite female fight with Lisa Greer coming out on top over Nirda Ibarra. Bout three was a scrap at 139-pound elite male division as Dedrick Crocklam defeated Vershawn Lee. The fourth fight had Stephanie Simon defeating Stacy Suttles in the 146-pound elite female division. 
Keon Davis defeated Carlos Flowers in the 156 elite male division. Christine Forkins came out on top over Talia Halverson in bout six. Nathan Lugo had a convincing win over Odeb Bartiel at 176 pounds. Malachi Georges showed off his flashy skills in his win over Danelle Brown. And in the last fight of the trials, Ali Feliz defeated Stephen Williams for the 203-pound elite male division. Keep in mind, a win here did not ensure a spot to represent the United States at the Olympics in 2024, but each fighter I did speak with says that is not stopping them from achieving their ultimate goal. In Lafayette, Dawson D'Amico, KLFY, News 10 Sports. Coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, golf coach Theo Sliman joins the show. Welcome into Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust here, Theo Sliman, the University of Louisiana head golf coach, in to talk about that fall season that the golf uh, team had. And uh, Coach, uh, as we were talking about it a little earlier, uh, it seems like uh, it went pretty well for that uh, that fall season. Yeah, well, thanks, uh, as always. Thanks for having me on, George. Absolutely. Uh, I love love the support you give us. And, uh, you know, we did. We had a, uh, we had a very consistent uh, fall and the boys competed at, at a very high level um, and really exciting going into the winter. I can sense from this group um, that they're anxious to get to get the spring started and meaning that they're not ready to just go home and eat cookies and drink milk over Christmas break that they really want to they want to put in some hard work and, and be prepared and ready for the spring. But uh, yeah, we played five events, um, which, as you know, three rounds per event. And we only had one round out of the 15 rounds shot over par, collectively as a team. The other 14 rounds, we were under par, which is from a stroke average standpoint, it's, it's not, say, uncharted territories, but it's pretty darn exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think a lot of that comes from, you know, winning changes a lot of things, right? It changes a mindset. It changes belief, confidence in this team. Pretty much was the majority of these guys were on that winning team last year, yeah. and, and and you see a lot of growth and maturity in them. And uh, proud of all of them. Uh, I'm particularly proud of uh, of, of Jake Marler, our senior. He he's really stepped up as a as a leader um, and, and has really grown over the summer. Uh, winning the state amateur obviously has helped with that a lot. But what I think really helped him, George, pretty cool, is he over the summer he he got his pilot's license. Oh, cool. And so he wants to be a pilot, um, uh, not, a, not necessarily a commercial pilot, yeah. probably wants to fly private, so um, maybe the Mosins might uh, hire him. <laughs> right, but right, uh, right. He, he, my, where I'm going with his leadership is, um, you know, he, I like to say it this way, Jake's finally realized that he's responsible for flying the plane. And not the plane, but his life. He's, right, res he's responsible for, it, it, for his results. And, yes. and it's really cool to see that, uh, that maturation, that maturity. Yeah. And, they, and so the analogy is uh, is the plane is your life. And Correct. Gotcha. I'm with you. Yeah. I, look, look. I played golf once. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but you have to be pleased. Uh, I know. Obviously, he him stepping up is is a big deal as well. But uh, Eli's playing well, and, yeah. and, and I mean, when you when you got him a couple of years back, uh, 
you envision uh, what what he would be like, and and is is that fill in the fill in the vision that yeah. you thought? No, he's high level. Yeah. We've known that, and and, and beyond high level, um, I I just can't be more proud of where him and I have gone okay. uh, as a connection and as a as a as a mentorship, as a coach, a player relationship off the golf course, the whole package. But he's leading us, yes, at a 70 stroke average. And to be perfectly honest, and if he was sitting right here, he would say it as well, that he really had a poor fall. Mm. And, and, he, and he has his best stroke average in, 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 in his career accumulating, yeah. which is pretty, pretty profound. Um, you know, and then walk through the five guys that played the events, I'll walk you through their stroke averages. So you have Eli at 70, Milan, um, all conference player last year as a freshman, he's right at 71. And then uh, Burke Alford from Shreveport, this kid is really, you want to talk about p paid his time. Coach Robe used to say it all the time, work while you wait, yeah. work while you wait. Yeah. This kid sat, he was the sixth man for us last year, came to conference as the sixth man, didn't play one shot at conference, came to regionals with us as the sixth man, didn't hit one shot for us, just was there in case we needed him. And he, he, he took it with, with such maturity and learning and just continued to work and work and work. He's got a 72 stroke average, you know, shot a career best 67 in the final event, uh, bogey free um, out in Hawaii. And just uh, with the flu, mind you, the oh, kid had the flu. It's like the, uh, so he's the Michael finished. Jordan. No, exactly. So, <laughs> so two things, it's funny. Uh, what we do is if, if anybody goes bogey free, which is very, very hard in golf, period. Sure. One, one yeah. round is very, very hard to go bogey-free. Right. Absolutely. If you have a bogey-free round in competition on the road, when we get home, Coach Andy and I, we, have, we call it steaks and dogs. You get a steak, the rest of the team gets hot dogs. <laughs> no disrespect if you like hot dogs. But, uh, uh, but a steak is a uh, steak. <laughs> so this poor kid, he, he's got the flu. Uh, and, I mean, he is just no fever, but just miserable. You could see it. And I said... Anyway, he went and he went bogey-free. And he, he, he immediately looked, me and Andy were on the last hole, and he goes, I'm getting a steak. And so we go and we, we just congratulate him so much. And then, you know, for playing so sick, I said, you know, your new nickname's MJ. And he looked at me. He didn't. He didn't this know. This generation doesn't know who Michael Jordan is. Oh, not, but, doesn't uh, know the game. Yeah. And, and I guess technically it was food poisoning, but that came out in the, in the documentary. Yeah, so, so long we had thought it was the flu. Everybody, right, exactly. Everybody thought it was the flu. Exactly, exactly. Well, that, that's that's awesome. So uh, and then don't leave, you know, out Jake's right there at a 72 stroke average, and yeah. then then Dylan Keating, a kid that transferred in last year and really struggled. He had some scar tissue from his previous place that he was playing, and he 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 struggled last year for us. He had an 80 stroke average, and and the kid is a high level player and no has no business to to be shooting anything in the 80s. Well, this this fall he's he this is how much he improved seven shots. He's 73 stroke average. So. Um, very, very pleased and very proud of him, but, uh, you know, very much looking at everything ahead. Absolutely. And, and, a, and a theme of the team that, that, that we have this year is that good is the enemy of great. And so the minute you think you're good, you got no chance of being great. And, and, and so that's what we've been preaching to them, that good is the enemy of great. Well, you're doing great. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more uh, with Coach Theo Sliman, UL golf coach. Uh, we'll discuss uh, 
Well, you brought up something to me that piqued my interest a little bit about uh, a ranking system. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple of other things as well. Uh, maybe just look back just a little bit to that to last year and how it ended and uh, what it was such a phenomenal uh, season one year ago. We'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Theo Sliman there. He is the head golf coach for the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And we'll start where we ended the last block and talking about a year ago, just a, just a phenomenal uh, season. Uh, did you have a chance to kind of enjoy that uh, and, and just kind of reflect on how, uh, how uh, rewarding and uh, and pleasing that must have been for you as a yeah, coach. Not, not really reflection, but just the whole process is, is, is been, been a reward and, and, and fun of, you know, from the recruiting aspect and being able to, being able to walk into the facility and, and show the recruits, hey, this is, you know, we have a, a nice bunch of pictures on the wall of the kids celebrating and um, nice to show the recruits that. Um, obviously, you know, just looking back and, and, and experiencing to go to a regional and having that taste and watching the guys want to go back to it and seeing the, the guys just really walk around with, you know, very confident, not, not arrogant, never, ever would we support arrogance on our program. But very, you know, we want to see them with some confidence. And then obviously we had a, Oakbourne was very nice and we had a, we had a very nice get together with a ring ceremony. And that was, that was pretty cool to see the people show up. Uh, and, and, and Dr. Maggard, you know, presenting the boys their rings. And it was all about the boys. It wasn't, no, no coaches or administrative, any, no, nobody got rings that night except the boys. The team, yeah, and, yeah. and it was really cool, really cool. Yeah. But um, no, and then, like I said earlier, that it's, the, the winning changes a lot of things. And, and the neat thing is, to be honest, is to see this, this fall, the guys, I mean, they, they have high goals. And, and that's what you want. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, you don't, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to, to kick a donkey in the butt and get them moving, but it's a lot easier to, to, to hold back a Bronco, right? Yeah. And these boys, this team is, is hungry and, and, and lofty goals. Um, they they want to win again. Uh, they want to do more than that. Um, kind of segueing into to a subject that they want to get into the, to the NCAA tournament without having to win a conference championship. Gotcha. They, want, they want a ranking there. So there's 81 teams. Right. Um, that, that get into into the to the NCAA tournament. So a ranking theoretically of around 65 is kind of the number that you want uh, gotcha. going in going into conference, and that's a big goal for them. Um, but as you alluded to, well, earlier, I was going to ask yeah, you. I'll, I'll, I was segueing. I'll, 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 right. I was teeing you up, George. Boom! I just knocked it out the park. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk talk about this. Apparently, you, you were telling me there's new ranking system in, in college golf and and how they uh, determine uh, who's where. Yeah, it's um, and, and I'll be as politically as correct as I can be. <laughs> so so previously to this year, since 1984, Golfstat did our rankings. You'd get online, you'd see the scores. They did live scoring. They did a, a statistical service provided to the, to the coaches to an analyze where you, each individual player, where they're trending. And then ultimately at the end of the year, Golfstat and the NCAA committee would go off of their year-end rankings, which gotcha. was head-to-head -head against each other, teams against each other, not only teams that were against each other say UL played Ole Miss but we've never played Wake Forest but Ole Miss went and played Wake Forest the the, the ranking system would encompass all of them. right I got you yeah 
unfortunately, unfortunately, the, the carpet was ripped underneath all of us in July. And I'm telling you, every Division I coach did not know this was coming. July, the NCAA announces with our, our, our College Golf Association that they were going in a different direction and that Golfstat would no longer be the ranking provider, that a former coach who retired from coaching not too long ago um, presented to the NCAA that he could do a better ranking system. So first week of this fall, if you're, if you're a golf fan, you would have known, not, not that you're not, but no, yeah. the golf fans know where I'm coming from, that you couldn't follow golf because this new ranking system called Spike Mark, uh, funny, you know, spike but, marks in the greens are, right. are aggravating, uh, <laughs> so is this ranking system, but uh, it crashed. And, and it, it couldn't, he couldn't provide, it couldn't provide what was needed. Promised. Yeah. Promised. Oh, yeah. So long story long, <laughs> this, uh, this ranking system, Spike Mark, he, 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 he's out of it. And they, they merged with a, a statistical provider called Clipped, C-L-I-P-P-D. Clipped.com, you can see the, the navigation of college golf. Well, they brought in Mark Brody. I don't know if you know that name with the PGA Tour. Mark Brody is a professor. Mark Brody is the one that invented strokes gained. So anytime you hear the announcers on the PGA Tour, you know, this putt is it's 1.4 strokes gained on the field. That, that is all from Mark Brody. Gotcha. Uh, and he's a brilliant man. He's got a brilliant brain, but he's never coached a college tournament. He's never attended a college tournament. And the system now is working off of a point system, and it's, it's, it's inaccurate. And put it to you this way, there's a, a team that we saw this fall. We beat them three times handsomely by 38 shots. Okay. Under Mark, Professor Brody's ranking system, they're ranked better than us. So that, that's just a small little version of it. It, it goes even more into detail. Match play is it, it, it's right. really skewed with the match play. So portion. is that it, sorry? So is there is there uh, something that's going to be done, or you, you're stuck with it for a year at least? I, I think we're stuck with it for a year. <laughs> I, I didn't. I chose not to attend our convention this year um, for a couple of reasons, but I think it was a hot topic there. At yeah. this, just recently, the last four days was our convention, and I think it was a pretty hot topic, and I'm anxious to get on the phone with some colleagues of mine and hear. I, from what I understand, is I think they might get the match play portion out of it because it's really ridiculous. For, for example, we won Squire Creek, okay? We, we, it's under golf stats rankings, a tie is a win. If we finish first with another team, it's a win. Well, we received 22 points for that victory. Okay. But then you have an SEC match play where Ole Miss – say loses to Alabama and Ole Miss would receive like 35 points for that one match where we received 22 points for a three-day tournament and won it. So it's, it's not balancing. Right. I understand. And I think it, and we look, Hey, we're all, we're human. Change can never, it, we're always scared of change. Right. I would say this as we're getting into basketball season and I'm excited with, I love, I love college basketball. If this would have happened to basketball, you couldn't find the bodies that were responsible for, for this. Right. They, they would be under Lake Las Vegas, and you could not find them. Yeah. Uh, and my point is that it, it needs to be changed, and it's yeah. a shame. And I think we will fix it, uh, hopefully by the end of, end of the year, because we, we are, I, I, think, I think we are a postseason team from yeah. a ranking standpoint. I think we're that good to, to get a ranking this year. Um, and the guys on the team believe it, too, which is more important. Yeah.
Well, cool, Coach. We'll, we'll, we'll keep our eye on that uh, scoring system as the season wears on, see if, how it affects us uh, with regards to the Cajuns and, their, and, their golf pro, and your golf program. And, uh, well, thanks again for coming in. No, really absolutely. Thank you, Appreciate George. the time and uh, look forward to chatting with you again. And uh, uh, we got Louisiana Classics in February. I or? just had lunch at Uncle T's today. Okay. And with Brian Saunier. Okay. Uh, if you remember, Uncle T's yeah. uh, fried some yeah. shrimp oh, yeah. and oysters yeah. behind number nine. Yeah. So, and Brian Saunier with, with MTS uh, is spearheading that effort. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to make it even bigger and better than it was last year. So Good stuff. Looking, looking, looking forward, forward to that as well. Uh, Coach, thanks for the time. Appreciate you. And that's going to do it for tonight's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here.